mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm good. It's fine day in London. Weather's fine. As I always start every single podcast recording, letting everyone know what the weather is like. Uh, it's a uh, Wednesday evening, <laughs> as you're listening to this, if you're up nice and late for that particular uh, drop. That uh, that that uh, kind of hype beast style audio drop from the uh, Man and Stakhanov uh, <laughs> union, um, and yeah, it's 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 weird, isn't it? That doing this podcast, we've been doing this podcast for about six months under lockdown, mm. at a time where no one can actually visit Japan. So for anyone still listening, <laughs> who is still dreaming of their dream holiday in Japan, uh, you know, next April, next May, or whenever you're going to be uh, making it, like, thank you for sticking with us because. I would, I, I mean, Chris, you're a charismatic guy Thank and you. I have my moments every six months. Um, so I'm hoping at least at one point uh, during this last six months I've uh, entertained someone with something I've said. Um, but yeah, thank you for sticking with us because we know that um, you guys aren't going to Japan anytime soon. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight, according to the government. Although they are doing those weird kind of business bubbles for people in Singapore and New Zealand and things. That, that's supposed to be in the offing. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know when they're going to open the doors and let people in. There was talk of um, them letting Chinese and Korean folks in in September, but that hasn't really materialised. So, yeah, I don't know what to believe anymore. And obviously a lot of people, a lot of you guys have been asking, when are the doors opening? When is travel a thing again? But I don't know. And if I was to guess, I would say, I, I, I think probably before the end of the year, but we're talking November, December, potentially. Let's put on Ooh. a bet. Let's Ooh. put a bet on it, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> gambling podcast. I think it's going to be February. I think it's going to be December because no, ah, I think it's going to be November. Ooh, ah. Because really, two reasons. One, why the right. uh, the country is going to be obliterated in terms of the like the economy is taking a nasty hit, and travel and tourism is a really big part of Japan's economy in the last few years. Mm. Given that the, the number of tourists coming in has gone from eight million like ten years ago to thirty million this year, so it's a big drop, and uh, it's affecting a lot of businesses and a lot of people. And the second reason is, 
uh, there, I don't know. There is a second reason. I don't know where I was going with that. It's just one reason: money. <laughs> you love a list. You're such a YouTuber, Chris. You have to have a list. It's got to be like an odd number. You're pathetic, honestly. Six reasons Japan is good. <laughs> I, uh, I no, no. I know what it is. I've got the second reason. Right. It you got is it. okay. Good. Christmas. I think they're going to want people Christmas. to come over for Christmas, enjoy some mm. KFC Christmas fried chicken. Mm. Everyone be happy okay. ever after. Probably, but I also suspect that uh, I I do think that it's a, it's a difficult one, and I think if there is a a second wave around winter, then uh, all those plans will go down the pan, and uh, your February prediction may bear fruit. That's my thoughts mm. on it all. Well, you sort of look at how um, obviously London's curve is going back up, and a lot mm. of other places. So it's almost not even about what Japan's doing; it's about what your country's doing to combat the coronavirus and mm. and, and, and Britain, uh, well, certainly England anyway, the, the, the powers that be seem to be duty-bound to get people back into the offices because uh, to, to reverse the, the tanking of the economy um, against all the best scientific <laughs> advice. Um, and so all of the so all of the grown-up com- countries who have been quite um, careful, like uh, your Germany's and places like that, um, they will probably be allowed into Japan and, and, and the British Probably not, uh, but yeah, it, it would be a, mm. an interesting political decision to make because obviously Shinzo Abe, Abe is uh, Abe educated, uh, is out, <laughs> so the people who come in will will be having to deal with one of the worst financial um, constrictions or, or contractions in, in some time. I'm disappointed. I've not seen that pun anywhere. Abdicated, just at the front of every newspaper <laughs> in Japan. Yeah, why didn't we have Damn that? Right. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, it's a difficult one. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, to be honest, um, in a weird kind of way. But no, yeah, it's been an odd year. I One of the upsides, the only upside I can find, I think, is that more people have watched Journey Across Japan. I've been getting loads of um, mm. comments recently from people that have used Journey Across Japan as a way of like experiencing Japan um, in a way that you can from your own sofa. And I never would have imagined yeah. when I did it two years ago, cycling 2,000 kilometers across Japan in that nightmarish manner, that um, a lot of people would use it as like a sort of bizarre mini holiday for free from your sofa. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad about that. Yeah. It's the only good thing to come out True. of it. But uh, <laughs> in, other, in other good news, though, for the abroad Japan empire, the merchandise is mm. back on sale. After a six-month oh. hiatus of no merchandise, I... Uh, did you ever? Did I ever give you any merchandise, Pete? I realised. Did I ever give you a shirt for fuck sake or like a magic? Did did not get a didn't get a sake shirt. Didn't get any shirt. <laughs> I do a few podcasts and I wear. And I've actually in the past bought merchandise, but I thought, you know what, Chris could have supplied me with a for fuck sake top, top but he didn't. <laughs> it's because it's in my defence, and there isn't much of a defence because it's all handled right. by the company. I don't actually have any stock myself. Oh, if I had some, probably, yes. maybe I would give you some. But I probably would. This is like the football ramble book. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have any copies myself. Give me I a free book. Months writing that bloody thing. Give me a football <laughs> ramble book, even though I don't know what mm. football is. But what I will say is the reason I stopped selling the merchandise for a time is I had loads of people just make kind of counterfeit copies. There was loads of like uh, for fuck sake shirts appearing all over the internet with like kind oh, really? of weird versions of my design, and it kind of riled me and it got me angry. And I just thought, why do I bother selling merchandise? But then, like over the past few months, loads of people have been asking about it, and so it's back up again. And I this time I moved it to Teespring, another website. So mm. for those of you wondering where you can find a Born Japan merchandise, go to 
Teespring and just type in Abroad in Japan or Abroad in Japan Teespring on Google and it should come up. Lovely. I uh, Yeah, it's cool though. It's, I love those designs. We made them like two or three years ago in the run-up to Natsuki the movie and uh, I think they've still stood the test of time but we desperately need some more designs and I don't know what we can put on there. I'd love to get a Pete Donaldson design on. Any ideas? What could, yeah. what could you have? Talk, in- talk to my effing agent. Uh, which, which I don't actually have an agent anymore. He stopped being an agent. Um, so, yeah, you can't talk to my agent. I can't talk to my agent. Oh, He's dear. in the south of France. He's given up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lucky agent. Are there any agents out there? <laughs> but, yeah, I'm open yeah, to ideas, yeah. guys. If you have any designs you'd like us to... In, like increase or include, sorry, on the Abroad in Japan merchandise website. Let us know. Open to ideas. Mm. Now we turn our attention to Story of the Week. This is our new segment that's been uh, going on the last month. We read out a story uh, from one of you guys, and it is from uh, Leo from Canada. And it begins, Hello, Chris and Pete. I've been watching the channel since its early days and thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to tell you about a story that happened last year on my trip to Japan in September of 2019. I stumbled across the podcast about a week before leaving for my trip and immediately began binge listening to get as much knowledge in as possible before leaving. On my second day in Tokyo, I got to the episode where another listener had warned about a cult that targets foreigners and asked them to join them for a meal or to pray. What a cult. I didn't think much of it, as most solicitors are turned away by my six foot five, 260 pound frame, even in my home country. Nonetheless, four <laughs> hours later, while walking out of the Tokyo Metropolitan Building, uh, I was greeted by two old ladies who were curious about the embroidered Astro Boy on my shirt. The conversation quickly shifted from cool shirt to get on the train with us. <laughs> remembering remembering my training, I politely refused and said I had to meet friends at a non-existent dinner and went about my way. Uh, thank you guys for keeping me safe. Yours truly, Leo from Canada. Now, the question is, was that a cult or was that just a nice couple of ladies that Leo turned down? They were just curious about his shirt. What have we done, Pete? Are all foreign tourists going to assume that every interaction with a stranger is now some sort of cult as a result of this podcast? That would be very sad. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you, you don't want to be, um, you don't want to make it sound very. Uh, <laughs> it just makes me giggle. Like you don't want people to be very cynical, but you also don't want people to be in a situation where um, they get into people's cars and vans and stuff like that. Get get on the bloody train is a little less <laughs> awful. Get on the train, say, but <laughs> get on the train. <laughs> I mean, the closest I've had. I remember the first time I was in Hokkaido in um, in Sapporo with Natsuki. Natsuki went off to get a cigarette. Surprise, surprise! Mm. And uh, I was on a bench feeding, <laughs> feeding some pigeons, like you do. And uh, mm. and uh, yeah, this this old lady came and sat down. She's very nice. She spoke English very fluently. And I th- I was like, oh, this is a lovely interaction. And then slowly but surely, she removed a pamphlet from her handbag and placed it in my hands and it was like let's enjoy jesus in japan or something i don't know what it was it was some sort of interesting sect of christianity that i'd never heard of and uh, she was trying to wheel me off somewhere away from natsuki uh, natsuki could have just returned oh. from his cigarette break to find me gone and the pigeons munching on the last <laughs> few crumbs of bread but i yeah it does happen it does happen um mm. but it is rare it is rare so don't worry if if people come up to you and start chatting with you, don't fear the worst. It's probably not a cult, uh, but do get worried if they coerce you onto getting on a train, which is a pretty mm. bold move. Why do they want to get I on mean, a train? I just like the fact that 
I just, uh, I do like the fact that uh, it isn't. Didn't you tell me quite early mm. uh, in this sorry debacle, the Bronjman podcast, that uh, apparently Jesus was buried in uh, Jesus, you know, met his end, uh, so to speak, his <laughs> eternal end uh, in Japan, and you know, Jesus' body can be found in Japan. That's what I, that's what I've been hearing, Chris, in Shingo in Aomori, is a little mm. village yeah, where. Exactly. I mean, the story goes that Jesus didn't die on the cross. His brother Iskidi, who is a brother that no one knew about, apart from on this little plaque in North <laughs> Japan, his brother took his place on the cross, and Jesus uh, went to Almori and uh, died oh. in in Almori. Um, and there's a little little grave <laughs> with a giant cross on it, and there's a tablet donated by the is- Israeli embassy in Tokyo. Clearly humouring the people of Shingo. Um, it's all written in Hebrew as well. I couldn't read it, but uh, some some of my viewers tried to translate it for me. I, I think, yeah, it's a rather interesting place. And uh, there's a video on that called Jesus Died in Japan. Go and check that out. I th- we should have gone there. That's I would love to get up. your thoughts on it. I think it's right up your street <laughs> as a mystical. Like, what was what was Jesus' brother called? Iskiri. 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 I Iskiri. mean, that sounds very um, Japanese, doesn't it? <laughs> it's all very suspicious. Jesus' Japanese brother. Mm. It's all very suspicious. Interesting. Yeah. But if Jesus were around today and he was in Japan, Pete, he would be able to take advantage mm. of a free hotel that's come up in Tokyo this week. Oh, so got some no news. crib for him. It, <laughs> no exactly. outhouse for him. It would be a wonderful <laughs> hotel in there Tokyo. There is room at the inn. There is room. There's too much room, unfortunately. One hotel in Tokyo <laughs> this week called the Hotel New Shore here. Uh, it's in the centre of Tokyo near Yotsuya Station. Has announced that you can stay in the hotel, and it is a nice hotel, uh, for absolutely nothing. There's only one caveat, mm. and it's a pretty good caveat. All you've got to do is go online on your social media and shout out the hotel with a glowing review, um, and that's it, and you get a free hotel room. That's amazing, isn't it? From Monday to Friday... You can go in there, and it's all yours. And you even get you even get a complimentary plate of mackerel sashimi upon your request oh. as well. And there's a little photo there, Pete. Check out that photo. <laughs> it's a mackerel. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Is this a good idea? I think it's fantastic. I, I, I in uh, in where was I? Was I in Fukuoka? Might have been in Fukuoka. Might have been Kitakushu. Uh, I stayed in a place called Hotel Beer. <laughs> and it was called Hotel Beer uh, because you got a free beer as you entered. She That's went, amazing. Do you drink beer? I was like, uh, yeah. And she just, uh, just gave me a, a token for a, a cold beer whenever I wanted uh, between the hours of 6pm and 10pm. Um, amazing. So, yeah, there, there's a little bit of that in there. But, but obviously we talked about hotels that are free to people who want to. There was one, ah, there was another, that was in Fukuoka as well, wasn't it? it was one dollar hotel, hotel where yeah. You stayed in the, yeah, one dollar hotel. For one dollar, you could stay in there, but you had to be agreed to be filmed uh, in your hotel room for the whole uh, whole time. So, yeah, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? It's all a bit odd. Well, for that one, you had to have a live stream of your stay at the hotel and you, you, you paid a dollar, mm. but you would had loads of people knowing where you are. And I think you and I actually discussed <laughs> doing it and thought about going in there and making a video, but then it kind of dawned on us that everyone would know where we were at that exact moment in, in the exact hotel in Fukuoka, which is a little bit sketchy. Mm. I don't know... How popular that was. Don't know if it really worked after all. Oh, and the reason they did it, <laughs> it should be was, delay. was ad revenue. Remember, they, they said that uh, the idea was they would get ad revenue from people watching the videos of you in the hotel, yes. and thus the ad revenue would cover your stay, which probably could. If it gets like 100,000 views, that's probably enough to mm. cover the, the stay of one guest. So 
need to I mean, check that out. Let's again. make it clear. It never did. It never did. I think, <laughs> no. think thirty thousand was the amount that was the most amount, and it was only on one video. Uh, and it might even have been the one where a woman is staying. I think, but it, yeah, they didn't make any money out of it. I think. I think they also got hacked as well. Oh god! I think somebody hacked hacked the YouTube page. So, but then I think he wrestled it back off them, and uh, everything was fine again. But I, I, yeah, I do worry about that man's business acumen. <laughs> there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of PR around hotels trying to find find interesting and quirky ways to promote themselves. There was another hotel, robots, last dinosaurs. Year, we've had robot, robot dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, last year we had a a hotel near Hanada Airport where you get like a cockpit of a plane, like a flight simulator style cockpit in your room, just sitting there that I think you can play <laughs> with. Um, oh. That's a, speaking of uh, flight simulators, I played Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, yesterday. In Tokyo. Since I can't travel to Japan, I took off from Tokyo Haneda in <laughs> a sort of Cessna, Cessna-looking bad boy, um, and I flew for the best part of 20 minutes and then mashed it into Mount Fuji. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> of course he the did. The dream. That's the only yep. thing people ever seem to enjoy doing on Flight Simulator, just crashing planes into <laughs> things. Still, Fuji's an interesting <laughs> place to land it. I um, mm. it's funny when you going back to um, the beer hotel reminds me of a of a uh, a place I got my hair cut last year. Not too far from this hotel, the Hotel New Shore here near Yotsia. There's a place mm. I think called Beer and Hair because you've got to have beer in the name if you've got beer at Ooh. your at your restaurant, hotel, or shop. And uh, the idea was you could sit, have your hair cut, and have a glass of craft beer. What do you reckon on that craft beer haircut? Is it a good combination? Most um, West End or certainly most high end uh, hairdressers will give you a glass of whatever you want, be it whiskey, be it a cup of coffee. Really? That's what usually happens in Britain. Yeah, have you not? Yeah, I guess you haven't had your haircut in Britain for a little while, but yeah, I've not. Pretty, pretty much every male salon um, seems to want to give you put a put a glass of whiskey in your hand for some bloody reason. So <laughs> not, not a clue, bloody why. Because you're usually getting it done during the day. It's like, man, I'm not like I don't come here to, to to have a nice quiet drink while a man cuts my hair and has <laughs> forced awkward conversations about my life. <laughs> oh, well, I feel a lot. I feel the uh, the beer and hair hair salon is a lot less special now, knowing that that is done widely <laughs> in the UK. That's a shame. I felt a little bit uncomfortable yeah. having a, a nice glass of beer next to some hair that was being cut. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you don't want it because they'll sometimes give you a cup of coffee, and I'll, I'll have a cup, of, I'll have a nice latte or something. But then hair gets in it, doesn't it? So you're just having a terrible time. First drinking world hair problems, and latte. No one First world that. problems. First world problems. First world problems. It reminds me of. Um, <laughs> on the, we're just going off on a tangent about hair now, ladies and gentlemen. Reminds me of um, yeah. when I was doing that cat documentary. A few years ago, we went to this mm. uh, uh, cat cafe, right? And there must have been about like 30, 40 cats. And you can sit there with the cats and have a spaghetti bolognese. And it just felt like the worst place to have that. <laughs> Sitting surrounded by a, like 30 cats, molting everywhere yeah. with your pasta. In a warm who, room. Who Ugh. thought that was a good idea? Why is that a thing? Yeah, that, that's rough. That is rough. I, is rough. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care for that kind of thing. <laughs> but no, it's sad that um, hotels have reached this point of desperation, to be honest. I mean, I've been to Tokyo a couple of times in the last six months, and the hotels are very quiet and very cheap at the mm. moment. This is the next level. Um, I, free hotel, Monday to Friday, hotel New Shore here. I don't know how long they're going to keep it up, um, but you've got to go there. And when you do check in, you just request the free room plan. Um, it'd be a shame if you missed out on that. The free room plan 
get your macro, get your plate of macro, and enjoy your, your free room. It's a four. I think it's a three what or four if, star I mean, hotel. So nice hotel. So what if you um, what if you agree to do the social media, but then what if you've only got like a couple of followers or I don't know? Is, is, is there, do you have to have certain numbers? Do you have to be providing a certain amount? I mean, yeah, that's that's quite the curveball, isn't it? You've got to have at least twenty friends on mm. Facebook to get your free stay. I, I <laughs> oh, don't really? Know. Okay, well that's that's doable. Yeah, I've, that, I've just that, made that up. Doable, just, it's not. It doesn't would matter. Would you get a suite? Do you, you get a suite? Followers on uh, on Twitter. Would you get a suite? <laughs> yeah, depending <laughs> on the number. I mean, this is quite a, yeah. a popular thing, a popular topic amongst um, like influencers, isn't it? A lot of influencers try and sneak their way into hotels and places for free. They like mm-hmm. email them ahead and say, "Look, yeah. I've got, I've got two thousand Instagram followers. If you let me stay for free, I will give you invaluable publicity, free of charge." And many of the hotels just say, it's- "Piss off." Go Piss away. Off. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they should, really. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a few sort of mates who are kind of in the influencer game, but they're not re- they've not really got the numbers. But sometimes they'll just do, they'll just do like um, product endorsements for products they want to be endorsing rather than the stuff they're actually getting paid for or getting mm. free product for. Um, and, and doing like fake, effectively endorsing something they're not getting paid for. It's, it's very bizarre behaviour. Influencers are just terrible individuals. Am, am I? I just realised. Oh. Am I an influencer? Oh, you heard that? Am I influencer? an influencer? I don't know. Sounds like it, mate. Sounds like it. We're all influencers <laughs> in this 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 new yeah. brave new world. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any prerequisites. I just think they want the free publicity. And the idea is, you go online, you yeah. shout out Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We stayed in the hotel New Shore here for free. It was glorious. We got some free mackerel and a view of the Tokyo Tower. Go and stay there, and that's all they want. And I think that's a good idea. Like rather than just shutting the hotel entirely, like uh, one of my favourite hotels did in Sendai, they're at least getting some free publicity out of it. Whether they'll break even or not remains to be seen. Um, and on the subject of accommodation, um, radical and interesting accommodation in Japan, there's a hotel that's opened, or rather a castle that's opened its gates um, and allow people to stay overnight uh, in the town of Ozu in Ehime Prefecture, near the town of Matsuyama, one of my favourite cities in Japan. And it's a it's a really beautiful castle and. Ozu Castle. And the town in question used to be called the Little Kyoto. Um, it's a very beautiful, picturesque town in Shikoku. Um, but like a lot of rural towns in Japan, numbers have been dropping terribly. Um, the population's dived from 79,000 people in 1955 to 42,000 in 2020, like a lot of areas around rural Japan. And what they've tried to do is turn the, ho- turn the castle into a place where people can stay. It's not cheap. It is about $9,000 per night for two guests. Mm. Um, but you do get your own kimono. You do get a warrior outfit if you so desire. When you arrive, you arrive <laughs> to the sound of trumpets, uh, shell trumpets, waving flags, and even a gunpowder squadron. Uh, you'll also be treated to a local traditional dance performance that's registered as an important intangible folk cultural property of Japan, and the dinner is served in one of the four preserved turrets in the castle, followed by a, mu- a moon-viewing session with sake drinking and poetry uh, recitation. What do you think about that, Pete? Nine grand, are you going to stay in a castle? I insist on this kind of treatment whenever I stay anywhere. <laughs> if I stay in a Holiday Inn, I insist on a gunpowder um, demonstration moon and uh, a moon-viewing party <laughs> with sake. I just insist that's just something that I can't do without. It's the little things, Chris. 
Like looking at the moon. Gunpowder and the moon. Beautiful. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, I oh, do. What a magical thing, though. I think it's a beautiful idea because um, castles are kind of, they're just, you know, they're tourist attractions and many of them have been ruined. Osaka Castle, I don't know if you've been inside it, but there's like it's not even a castle. It's just, it looks like a castle from the mm. exterior, but you go in and there's like a gift shop and an elevator. And it just feels a bit wrong. Um, there are some beautiful castles <laughs> uh, like Ozu Castle and like neighbouring uh, Matsuyama City, which is one of my favourite castles, nestled on a mountain in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the city. Um, but it's a beautiful castle, and I would be tempted. The price is a little bit expensive for me. Clearly, they're aiming at higher paying guests and tourists. But I think it's a really nice idea, and I think it's it's quite inspiring seeing how these um, these sort of rural towns that have been affected by the population have resorted to doing kind of novel things like this. And it doesn't feel kind of cheap or tacky when you consider all these things they've thrown in it feels like they're really trying to immerse you in the culture by having like locals dance and do a performance and having flags and gunpowder and moon viewing and sake i think it's all the best things in the local area kind of brought together into one place I think it's a really nice idea drop them an email <laughs> say listen knock a few grand off <laughs> and i'll be down no i wouldn't do that <laughs> i wouldn't do that it could be a good place for like a honeymoon though there you go. People, yeah. our listeners, always looking for a honeymoon idea. That's it. Ozu Castle. Get in there. Get some moon, moon viewing. Get some sake. I've discovered tonight I can't say the phrase moon viewing. I keep saying moon viewing. No. Moon viewing. Moon viewing. I think it's a Pokemon, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If you want to stay for free in Tokyo, Hotel New Shore here. If you want to stay in a castle for not free, Ozu Castle in Ehime. Check them out, guys. Some interesting places there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done and you know all of that stuff I kind of stopped okay so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection (laughs) of kindness at this initial point yes listen now on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your pods this week we are testing out menstrual cups how are you feeling dreading it I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below I'm not interested I've never even really thought about it since before I met you you've never thought about your vagina until you met me it doesn't get a lot of air it doesn't get a lot of air time no it doesn't the self-care club is a staccano production um, and now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We've got an email, or rather fax, from... Have we got a name on this one? Rob, Rob from the Netherlands. Hi there, Chris and Pete. Always love listening to your podcast, so thank you for doing them. My question is directed towards Chris. What is the one situation where you've felt most foreign or out of place since moving... <clears throat> To Japan. Also, I didn't forget about Pete. How are you doing? Thanks a lot. <laughs> I did, Pete. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm in a hot room uh, wearing uh, a, a jumper that's way too uh, way too thick for this weather. Quite frankly, and that <laughs> and that is why you need some abroad Japan merchandise. Nice, thin, yes. like a magic shirt. To soothe your skin. Mm, Get it. Um, Definitely. Soothe your skin. (laughs) The time (laughs) I felt most foreign. Um, I think it was when I started work at the school and we went into the assembly hall with the 1,200 students, the 120 teachers. And I went in and I realized I was the only white person in there or the only non-Japanese person in there. And that was pretty trippy. I don't think I've ever had that. Mm. Like me standing amongst a sea of people, many of them staring at me because I was new to the school. It was very intimidating. Um, And I won't forget that. And I didn't understand Japanese at the time. So the teachers were shouting something on stage. The students were... The Japanese schools are quite militaristic in the way they move around and treat students. Like they all had to stand still in like perfect, perfectly formed lines. And it was really hot. It was the summer. We shouldn't have been in the hall in the first place. It was like a bloody sauna. But just all of those things Mm. combined, the heat, the kind of culture shock, the fact that I was the only one who wasn't Japanese in a sea of people in a gigantic room, all of those things were pretty intense. And that was when I felt the most (laughs) out of place. It was pretty surreal. Have you ever had anything like that yourself, Pete, though, while you've been on your many travels to Japan? No, I, I don't think um, I've been in many places. I think if you sort of like go off the beaten track a little bit, mm. um, if you go to places that isn't aren't quite as popular, um, I, I, you, I remember being in uh, Nagoya uh, in a in a big club kind of situation, and uh, um, we were the me and my mate Al were the only people who weren't South American. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a big South American diaspora uh, there for some reason, and and this this big bar that just had. Loads of people who were who who were uh, all South American or Brazilian, even even Brazilian. <laughs> As South Americans go, 
Yeah, that was we talked about a few weeks ago, didn't we? The um, the kind of Japanese Brazilian population that a lot of people don't know about. Mm. Lots of ethnic Japanese yeah. folks in Brazil. Um, yeah, mm, but it's a it's it's a strange thing though. Going back to the whole school hall thing, but I did get over it. it took a few months, but uh, I got over it. It was quite intimidating though. It was really intimidating. Um, got one from Caroline from Bury, Bury, the UK. Where's Bury, Pete? Mm. Bury, sir. Uh, I think it's pronounced Berry, but uh, yeah, it's uh, B U R Y. It's it's. I don't actually know where it is, but they lost their football team quite recently. So <laughs> Doesn't know anything about the town, there's but Burry. there's always football no. knowledge to be had. Not Greetings. Oh, the near it's near it's near Rochdale. I, oh, I, right. I, I knew it was in that kind of like weird kind of middle place between kind of. Uh, Leeds and Manchester, but it's not really. It's north of Manchester, so yeah, never mind. <laughs> a little bit of bonus. It's, Man- it's near Manchester. Bonus geography knowledge <laughs> thrown into the podcast. Yeah, Greetings, exactly. Chris and yeah. Pete, long-term listener and watcher of the channel. My question uh, is about English, where English words are used that end up being out of context and funny. I was wondering, what do Japanese people think of Japanese kanji being used on Western products, such as super dry? Does it make any sense to them, or is it just as much of an oddity as English is for us? Or maybe it's something they wouldn't really come across love your podcast and channel keeps me entertained while working from home best wishes caroline uh i mean super dry the characters on that i remember translating them once and it came out as hard weather company which doesn't make a whole mm. load of sense but um i yeah i mean i i, I often spend a lot of time finding english uh, and making fun of it because it is hilarious and it is joyful um, I did a video a few months ago about decoration English. It's called decoration English because it's used to decorate products and add a layer of prestige to them, right? Because if you've got English on, it's it looks mm. cool for some reason. Um, whereas we do sometimes do that overseas, like Super Dry. Can you think of any other examples where we've done that, though, Pete? Can you think of any other? Well, do you remember? Um, well, do you remember? Oh, I mean, there's I mean, there's loads of them. I mean, just things that. Um, n- not even candy, just the, the the names of places like Itsu and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, what flip does that mean? Um, but uh, the uh, remember when Ariana Grande, uh, my ex girlfriend Ariana Grande, uh, <laughs> I keep getting people keep keep thinking I'm Pete Davidson on Twitter because I don't think he's on Twitter, so I keep getting abuse it's about Ariana Grande, and it's the same name. It's the same. Um, uh, yeah, she didn't she have like. Uh, she had some kanji put, and she, you know, she knows a little Japanese, and and, and she had uh, mm. uh, kanji tattooed on her hands, and it was like, uh, it, it was meant to mean one thing, but it actually meant um, charcoal briquette machine or something like. It meant like grill, yeah. meat grill or something. It was. Um, <laughs> she her album was called Seven Rings. I think she wrote Shichirin. Mm. Um, wanted that in Japanese written on her arm, but they did it and it mm. said small charcoal grill and she was ridiculed. She got a lot more heat in the West than she did in Japan though. Like the newspapers mm. tore her to shreds, bless her. And yeah. uh, But her Japanese fans and people in Japan were just like, oh, that's a shame, but don't, you know, don't give up. And it was sad because I think she said after that, I'm going to stop studying Japanese and it put her off and I think that mm. was a real shame. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the place where it goes wrong the most. Tattoos, people that don't do their research, I think. Mm. Um yeah, Japanese people have been amused by it, um, but I've yet to see many Japanese folks overseas making English, Jap- like uh, funny like J- Japanese English gone wrong videos as I have, mm. um, unfortunately, because it isn't as widely, it's not as common. Um, we've got one from Lady Brittany. Lady Brittany. Wow. I'll uh, hand that over to you, Pete. Enjoyable. 
Yeah. Um, from uh, Lady Brittany, we've got, uh, yeah, future visiting Lady Brittany from US. Best wishes and help, health, uh, she says at the end. Uh, my name is Brittany uh, from the US, and I've been, ta- I've been uh, tuning into your uh, YouTube channel and, new- and now podcast, thanks to my dear friend, who's so kind to invite me on a trip to Japan in approximately two years. Yippee! <laughs> uh, I'm also in- I'm enjoying learning more about uh, what to see and explore in Japan as I make my preparations with my dearest friend. I'm enjoying the way that uh, Lady Brittany is uh, talking. Upon listening to one of the more recent podcasts, I uh, had a sudden realisation that the majority of the information and research I've come across uh, has been through a a men's perspective visiting Japan. Rarely have I heard a woman's uh, perspective uh, upon my research, especially a woman of colour, African-American descent. Um, I have so many questions that I worry I might not get answers to, and I wonder if you have any friends that could give some insight as to uh, what I might expect. Like would children rush up up to me uh, to touch my curly hair, is my curly hair going to be perceived negatively? Uh, should I straighten it to try and blend in with the culture I deeply respect? Despite the unknown, I may have to face. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to, to go and have a wonderful experience. Best wishes and help. Future visiting na- uh, lady, Brittany, from the US. Enjoyable email. <laughs> Enjoyable way of writing it. <laughs> Expertly read by yourself. Mm, thank you. um, this reminds me of the story we had a few weeks ago from uh, from that chap Christian from Norway. Remember, he was in a mm. a lift and some kid and he, and Christian had a lovely stylish beard and some kid just jumped up on it and started yanking it down. Although I think he invited mm. the kid, didn't he? He did invite the kid because the kid was gazing at his beard and he got down on his knees and <laughs> let the kid f- grab it, fondle and play around with his beard. Um, but yeah. you're not going to get people touching your hair and um, doing anything like that. They might make some nice comments. They'll probably compliment you. But uh, it's not like – I remember when I was in China, people there were a bit more full on. Like they Rather than ask for a photo, they would just come up and take photos and whatnot, in a friendly way, admittedly, but quite full on. Whereas in Japan, people want to take photos and people want to talk to you, but they're a lot more reluctant or very shy about it. So I don't think you're going to have anything like that happen. I don't think there's any need to straighten your hair um, to blend in with the culture. Just be who you want to be, right? What are your thoughts, Pete? Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, I always recommend... We've had a, f- a few questions about this sort of thing. In, in uh, The Black Experience Japan, mm, you can find mm. them on Twitter, the Black X JP, um, basically talk about you know people supporting black businesses in Asia or black-owned businesses in, in Asia uh, and stuff like that. And and, and they, they, they've they got a lot of people who are out in uh, Japan and in other places and they basically talk about what it's like the, to be uh, African-American or, or black in, 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 those, in the part of the world that, that we're talking about. And um, yeah, it's, it's a real... It, Obviously, we would never be able to walk even a mile in 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 those shoes because we're uh, we're white. But um, they they some of the stories and experiences are just really really eye opening. So yeah, it's uh, black, uh, the Black Experience Japan. Uh, just search them on Twitter. Well worth a watch. Yeah, and one of my favourite channels um, from a, a black girl in Japan is uh, Kimush Cham. Uh, she's really mm. down to earth, very good at Japanese, really awesome girl. I'll check out her channel, Kimush-chan, uh, Loretta. She's really awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think you're going to have people touching your hair. So don't worry about it too much, Lady Brittany. Keep the stories. That's, that's just, that's that's, <laughs> men, that's many like white people in America and in England. They seem to want to touch black people's hair. I've never really understood it, but uh, pretty much all my black friends have been in an experience where they've been at parties where people just touch their hair. It's like, really? No one's, no one's touched my hair. My hair is, is uh, I would say, it's rather strange at times. Why is nobody touching my hair? I want people to touch my hair. God damn it. If I were in a room with you now, Pete, I would be touching your swanky, stylish, <laughs> Give me a little hitman ruffle. facial hair. It does look rather dashing. Give me a ruffle. 
attractive <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Keep the stories, mm. questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days, guys, to do it all over again on Sunday. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you then. Have a good one. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com